Shalom Ubracha, we are up to you, Madava Ayin Ches. The Gemara finishes off the sugya about crossing rivers on Shabbos and Yontif. It says that, you know, maybe I can cross in a boat. Pasuk of Kigoy Amayim Mishachoy. Mishachoy refers to a boat, a sailor. You can't go on a little boat either. I have another Pasuk. In fact, the Behutah says even the Malach Amovis is not allowed to cross the river. Pinchas says that the river that came out of the Kodshik Adoshim started off very, very thin, like the horns of a grasshopper, and widened about the Pesach Heichel to the width of a lengthwise thread of a loom. Then when it got to the Ulam, it was like the widthwise threads of the loom. When it got to the Azara, it was like a small jug, a pach cotton. And from there... It grew stronger and stronger until it got to outside Yerushalayim to a place called Base David, where it was a raging river. This is where all the Zavin, Zavis, Nidus, and Yoladis would go to be Metaher. The Yosef says that there's a Rembez from the Pasuk by him, who he am a Korniftach le Base David, Uliyoshve Yerushalayim, Lechatosalanida, that maybe a Nida needs to be in a sitting position. When she goes to the mikvah, but we don't paskin like that. Now what about on Shabbos? Shabbos, you're allowed to wear shoes. Are you allowed to walk through a river with your shoes? And maybe there's a chashash, will take them off and carry them. Rabbi Nehemiah says, I saw Rabbi Avi and Ravasi. They crossed the river and they just wore the shoes like, like Derek Malbush. Okay, what about sandals? Sandals are, are looser, so there's a bigger chance you'll take them off, you'll carry them. So Rihumi says, I saw Ravina that he wore sandals across the river. Ravashi says that Lichatchila, when you get dressed in the morning, don't put on sandals. Bidiyevet, you get to a river and you're wearing sandals. So Chabez, you could walk through it, Derech Malbush. Now, once the Reish Galusa was giving a shear and everyone came except for Ravina. So the next day, Raphram didn't want the, the Reish Galusa to be upset at Ravina. So within earshot of the Reish Galusa, uh, the Reish Galusa, he gave him, he, he went to Ravina and in a stage whisper, he says, Hey, how come you didn't come to the share? He's like, Ah, Ravina says, I have terrible pains in my feet. He's like, Oh, so uh, why not put on shoes? Ah, no, the, the pain is on the top of my foot. The shoe would have made it worse. What about sandals? He's like, Oh, there was a big puddle, a big stream. I couldn't walk through with it with sandals. He said, Oh, put it on Derek Malbush. You're allowed to walk through a stream. Ravina says, well, no, Ravashi holds that you're not allowed to put those on if you know you're going to walk through a stream. Don't wear sandals on Chavez because of the, the stream waddling. Waddling, waiting. Now, Rav Yehuda Groigoros says it's also to sit on top of mud on your kipper. That's cement. Rav Levi says it has to be wet. Abayi says it has to be wet enough that if you slap it into the other hand, now your other hand will be wet. Now, uh, there are different ways of cooling yourself off on your kipper. Rabbi Huda says you could hold fruit. Maybe that's Rav. Rabbi Huda says uh, you could hold a gourd. Rabba would hold a baby, a cold baby. All right. Rava would use a silver cup. Papa says you can't hold a full cup because it might spill and that would be a rechitza on your kipper, but... A half-empty cup, you know, if there's something missing, it's not to the brim, then it's okay. A pottery cup made of cheres, that you shouldn't use because the water comes through the cup and it sweats. And then you'll get the rechitza 
from the outside of the cup, in the perspiration. Or Papa Aser, and even a silver cup, even if it's not full to the top, because since it's so slippery, it's such a smooth surface, it can slip on the floor and then it'll get splashed. Zira Bachama used to host all the Gedalim. He told of Yosef Bereder of Yeshua Levi, Shnoi, you're the son of a tremendous Tamachacham. Give me a story about your father. What do you see going on in the house? He says, ah, you know what? On every kipper, he takes a cloth. He soaks it. And then he wrings it out. And then he uses it to cool himself off on Yom Kippur. On Erev Tisha B'av, he does the same thing, but he doesn't wring it out. And he puts it on top of his eyes on Tisha B'av. In fact, Rabbi Ba'amari had the same thing. On Erev Tisha B'av, they would bring him a cloth, they would soak it in water, and put it on his head. There's no iser of Schita on Tisha B'av, so it could be soaked. And then the next day, he would wash his face, hands, and feet with it. On Erev Yom Kippur, they would bring him a soaked cloth. And in Yom Kippur, he would put it on his eyes. But Yaakov said, no, no, it's exactly the opposite. On Yom Kippur, they would wring it out beforehand. On Tisha B'Av, they wouldn't. That's where the answer. Rabbi Lozar asking two questions. The second one is Yom Kippur related. The first one is about a Tama Chochem, a Zokin. And he's such a, a Zokin that he is in the Sanhedrin. So he's highly qualified. Does he need to ask someone else psak about his Bukhar, if his Bukhar is a mum, or can he paskin him for himself? And can a Pesach self-paskin? So what's the question? Do you need to bring it to the Nasi Hador to show him covered, you know, like you're in charge, and get Rishus to paskin on it? Or maybe since he's a Tamil and he's in Sanhedrin, he can paskin himself. So if Tzadok stood up, like he was giving Eidos, and he said, I saw Rabbi Yossi ben Zibra. Uh, he was in Sanhedrin. And he used to ask Rishos in order to paskin on his Bukhar. And Abba said, that wasn't the story. Rabbi Yossi ben Zibra was a Koyen. And he was trying to figure out, do we paskin like Rameir? Who holds that, look, if, if I'm paskining about a Bukhar, it's a question of whether I, the Koyen, will get it or not. If it has a mum then it's fair play. Otherwise, it's mine. So, Rameir says, look, you can't paskin because you're biased. Or maybe you be paskin like of Shem ben Gabriel who says that even though he's a Kayin, as long as he's not getting the Bukhar, it's going to, you know, his friend, the Kayin, that he can paskin on it. And the Maestro, the paskin like of Shem ben Gabriel, that since he, Rameir ben Zimra, who was the Kayin, wasn't the one who was going to receive the animal anyways, the Bukhar. He was a lot of paskin for his friend, the Koyen. The other question that they asked, Rabbi Lozar, was as follows. On Yom Kippur, are you allowed to wear shoes that are made out of reeds? So, if it's Chukbar Nachmini got up, and he said, he's made, I saw Rabbi Shulman Levi, who wore these shoes, these reed shoes on Yom Kippur. And I asked him, what about a Titus Tzibor? It would be the same thing. He said, yeah, no difference. Rabbi Barachana says, I saw Rabbi Lezer from Ninveh. And he was wearing these sandals on a Titus Tzibor. I said, can you also wear these sandals on a Kippur? And he said, yeah, same thing. Rabbi Huda would wear rubber shoes. Abaye would wear shoes made out of palm branches. Rava would wear these reed sh- shoes. The Rabbi Baravuna would wrap 
a handkerchief around his feet and go out like that. So now Romi Bar Chamba asks, what's the halacha of an amputee who has a prosthetic leg, he has a wooden leg, is he allowed to wear that on him kipper? Is that a shoe? Rabbi Bar Chama says you can. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi says it's Osir. But everyone agrees that's Osir to wear a prosthetic on Yom Kippur. The Shiloh was about wearing it on Shabbos. Everyone agrees that it's Osir to wear it on Yom Kippur because everyone agrees that it's a shoe. The Machlekes was whether you would take it off and carry a Dalaramas on Shabbos. Ah, uh, it's not made out of leather. It's like wood. It's not really a shoe. Why is it Osir? And I says, since there was a cushion in the in the prosthetic, it would give him tandog to wear it. So Rava says, the cushion's going to make it into a shoe. Who says there's something wrong with getting tandog on him, Kipper? We have our Inuyim. Tandog's not, not, not intrinsically a problem. Right? We saw the Rabbi Barahuna would wrap uh, his feet up with handkerchiefs. That must have been comfortable. If I care, we know that the, that this prosthetic did not have cushions in it because the Seifa says, oh, well, what about if there's cushions? Until then, we weren't talking about a cushioned prosthetic. Ella Rava says, everyone agrees that a prosthetic is considered a shoe. Shabbos, that a machloikes. Maybe he would take it off and carry a Dalaramas. So that was the question of whether a guy's that he'll carry it. But everyone agrees that it is a shoe. Now the Gemara discusses children on Yom Kippur. Now little babies, they're allowed to do anything except for shoes. Why are shoes different? Because people will look and say, ah, oh, look, you see the, the adults are putting on their shoes. And while the children are mutter, we know from Yevomus Kofiudalid that Luisa Achilum tells us that the Gudelim are not allowed to help a katan do what is usher, even though right, they have a heter. Wait, so why are they allowed to bathe and do rechitza and sicha? Why wouldn't people think that adults did that? Oh, that they'll say, oh, you know, they did that yesterday. They, they gave him a bath on Arabim Kipper. So shoes also. He put on the shoes yesterday. Nah, because nobody wears shoes overnight. Because Shmuel says that, if, that a person who wants to taste death should wear shoes overnight. But these kids definitely got their shoes put on this morning by adults. Ay, belichatchila. We said it's mutter. Lechatchila, you're allowed to feed the kids on Yom Kippur. And everyone knows that it's you that's feeding them. Ella, the only thing that they're abundant with geyser that you're not allowed to do for children on Yom Kippur, it's something that's not necessary. Food and drink that you have to do on Yom Kippur, 100%. Rechita, yes. But shoes, that you're not allowed to put on children on Yom Kippur. Habayi says that he learned from his mother I think it was an adopted mother, that a baby needs warm water, creams, when they grow up a little bit, then they need an egg with a, a milchiga dip called kutcha, kutach, when they grow up a little bit more, then they need some toys to smash. In fact, Rabbi used to go out and buy broken pieces of pottery for his kids to smash. That's a good lesson in Chinuch. Kids break things. Now, finally, at the end of the daft, the Gemara says that a, what we learned from the Mishnah, that a king and a kala are allowed to wash their faces. Says who? Rav Chananya ben Trajoy. Rav that says that a king and a kala are not allowed to wash their faces, but Rav Chananya ben Trajoy says they can. And a 
a woman giving birth, while the Tanakhava says she cannot wear shoes, of Hanan ben Trajan says that, B'Shem Eliezer, that she can wear shoes. The cold uh, on her feet is, isn't good for her. Why can the Melech wash his face? Because the Pasuk says, Melech biyofyov techazino necha. king has to look good. Akala has to look good for her husband. So Rechia says, okay, but how long does she qualify? Do we still consider her Akala? So Bryce tells us that Akala is allowed to wear her jewelry and anything, even if, even if she's in Avelos, for 30 days. So you see that she has Akala for 30 days. Uh, again, the woman giving birth is allowed to wear shoes because of the cold. Shmuel says, if there is a chashash that there are scorpions around, and for protective measure, we need to wear shoes, then everyone's allowed to wear shoes. It's entirely mutter. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for learning with me.